0: Airbnb. I just got invited to the first wedding of the summer. Yeah. Happens to be a gay wedding. Nice. Very excited to attend. And the first thing that you did, Jack? Book a hotel for the wedding. Okay, second thing that you did? List my place as available that weekend on Airbnb. Millions of people host on Airbnb, but millions more have never even thought about hosting. Here's the thing. We've said it's great to make money while you sleep. Actually, Warren Buffett said that. Well, when you're an Airbnb host, you make money while you sleep and... While someone else sleeps. That's why anytime I'm traveling, I immediately jump into Airbnb and set my house as available. It's that easy. So, Yetis, your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com/slash host. This episode is sponsored by Audible, the home of storytelling. Protect her. That's from the opening chapter of The Last Thing He Told Me. Or is it protect? To protect her. And honestly, we shouldn't say anymore. Let's stop we'll there. listen to the whole audiobook on Audible while driving in the car on road trips. And you should too. As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep from their entire catalog. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash tboy or text tboy to 500-500. That's audible.com slash tboy or text tboy to 500 this is Nick. This is Jack. It's Wednesday, Ceviche Wednesday, February 28th. And today's pod is the best one yet. We're bringing up the top three pop business news stories you need to know Jack, today. Jack, while you're in San Francisco, we got a surprise for you. What do you got for Okay, me? I'll give you a hint. You ready for the hint? Yeah. It's got your name on it. Mm. Did you get me an L.L. It's bean tote bag? It's got your name on it. Did you get me a Yeti tumbler? It's got your name on it. What is it? First story for today's show, what do you got? Oh, you're not telling uh, me the reveal? You're it after dinner. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll update you on the pod tomorrow with what Nick's surprising with tonight. It's got his name on for it. For our first story, Wendy's CEO just announced they're bringing surge pricing to fast food. How much is a Baconator burger over at Wendy's? <laughs> well, it depends on the time of day. For our second story, the FTC just moved to block the biggest grocery store merger ever. Because this presidential election will be won or lost. In the grocery aisle, and our third and final story. After ten years working on it, Apple just quit their electric car project. There will be no iCar. But Jack and I think that Apple already won the car, and we'll explain why. But yetis, before we hit that wonderful mix of stories, fantastic mix of stories today, Jack. The cool thing the kids are talking about these hey, days, yeah, Jack, it's not Ugg boots, eyeliner or TikTok. No, it's a cool new thing these days is the landline. That's right. The phone connected to your house. Landline. It's like a landlocked phone. (laughs) You know, the phones with the curly cords, the big buttons, even maybe those twirly things you need to spin around the wheel. Mom, get off the line. Mom, give me some privacy. Hang up. Get this yetis. Gen Z is apparently loving landlines these days. So Gen Z is bringing back the phone on a string. Jack, could you sprinkle on a little context for us, please, over there? Only 25% of American households have a landline in the home today. But for people under 18, that is novel. That is Y2K Core. That is is like a new technology. So Gen Z is bringing back the obsolete technology like they did with vinyl records and Polaroid cameras. Yeah, for people under 18, the landline is a gold goldmine. We're talking about the phone you called your boyfriend with at 8 o'clock on a school night. Hey, Mr. Parker, is Alex there? Oh, I'll wait for five <laughs> minutes and make some small talk. So Jack and I wanted to know, why are we getting all the landline love these days? Because in the screen-filled world that we live in, the landline is like a lifeline. You're feeling notification fatigue you don't mind that your phone has an umbilical cord. The landline can be liberating. Because you can only take a landline call from the bedroom in which you have the landline. (laughs) And you can't see who's calling before you pick up. And there's nothing quite like the twirl of that curly plastic cord. So your Nana, she doesn't have an iPhone. She has a landline. And that makes your Nana the coolest thing since Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. But Nick, the only problem with the landline telephone... Oh, what is it, Jack? You can't listen to a podcast on Landline Telephone. One sec, sorry. Is this Jack? This is Jack. Is Nick there? Oh, this is Nick. Hey, Jack. Is this a long distance phone call? <laughs> uh, hold for a sec. Let's hit our three stories. <laughs> hold on. Let me start 69. Yeah. You just hung up on okay, me. No, one sec. I got a call in line too. <laughs> 15 years before this song, two boys from the Northeast met in the dorm. They had an idea that caused a cultural storm. It's the best one yet, but the best is the norm. Jack, Nick, that's it. I don't even think they need to practice. 50%, that's a fat tip. T-Boy City on your at list. If you know, you know, cause we ready to go. We can't wait no more. So just start the show. Start the show. For our first story, Wendy's is doing something unprecedented in the fast food industry, surge pricing. Wendy's is testing Uber's dynamic pricing model on the Baconator. There is no precedent, baby. Yetis. If you look at McDonald's, Shake Shack, and Yum! Brands, those are fast food stocks that are all near their all-time highs. All-time highs. They got some Big Mac mojo right now, Jack. But Wendy's does not. Wendy's is not doing well. Yeah, yeah, the home of the square hamburger is struggling right now. The stock is down 25% from the pre-pandemic highs, despite the boom times for the rest of the fast food industry. So this is what Jack and I noticed. In the latest earnings call from Wendy's, the CEO just announced a solution to Wendy's challenges. Dynamic pricing. Wendy's is gonna spend 20 million bucks to add digital menus to all their locations by 2025. Why digital menus? Why Jack? Because you can change the prices instantly. Yeti's, Wendy's is adopting surge pricing, which would be the biggest change to fast food since the self-serve sloppy machine. <laughs> (laughs) Did I stick a landing on that Almost. Okay, I'll take it. Round up. This means that frosty prices at Wendy's will fluctuate throughout the day. Depending on the time, the demand, even the weather. Okay, for example, like the time of day. Wendy's could charge a dollar more during rush hour and a dollar less during the slow periods. Which would be fixing supply and demand. If Wendy's is short on burgers but has too many chicken patties, they could charge a dollar more for the burger and a dollar less for the chicken. And the weather, Jack. If it's sunny and 100 degrees, crank up the frosty prices by 100%. Jack, let's say you got a big local event. That could affect how much you spend at Wendy's. A big high school football game just ended on Friday night. Hey, watch out! Wendy's is surging oh, right now. Oh, that frosty! It's gonna costy. <laughs> I'll take it. Hell, I'll do it. So, yetis, here's the thing: society has accepted surge pricing in certain industries like hotels, airfare, and ride-hail apps. Those all have surge pricing and always have. Service industries are tend to be where we see surge pricing happening. But will we accept surge pricing for fast food? Or will we like that Wendy's menu is starting to look like an eBay auction, changing prices in real time? I don't think we'll like that at all. Welcome to Wendy's, Mr. Kramer. Are you hungry today? Very hungry. Why well, don't we just increase the prices accordingly? <laughs> Enjoy your fifteen dollars bacon. Ada. Oh shoot, I shouldn't have said very hungry. It'll be seventeen dollars. I just got sur- I just surge okay. priced myself. It's now eighteen dollars. <laughs> Clearly, the stakes of Wendy's move is high. Uh, why is that exactly? If Wendy's pulls this off, then the whole fast food industry might go surge pricing. Jack, I think the extra guac just got more extra in the time we were doing this story. <laughs> so Jack, what's the takeaway for our buddies over at Wendy's? Sometimes economics clashes with humanomics. Yetis, two lessons Jack and I have learned studying the surge pricing model. Surge pricing is actually an economist's dream because it efficiently adjusts prices in order to balance a mismatch between supply and demand. But recently, the economic benefit of surge pricing isn't worth the PR cost. Exhibit A, Lyft. They help pioneer surge pricing with their ride-hailing app. But Lyft announced last year they're trying to get rid of surge pricing. According to the CEO of Lyft, consumers, quote, hate surge pricing with a fiery passion. AMC Theatres, they tried to apply surge pricing to movie theater tickets last year. But they had to cancel that experiment after consumer outrage. And It is tempting for new businesses to adopt surge pricing just like the hospitality and ride-hail industries. Because the economics of surge pricing are just so good. But the economic benefit doesn't seem to be worth the consumer backlash and PR cost. Sometimes the rules of economics clash with the reality of humanomics. For our second story, the government just sued to block Kroger from merging with Albertsons. They're trying to block the biggest grocery deal in U.S. history because groceries are the word of this election. How would you describe a Kroger grocery store customer? Kroger's is the grocery store of the Midwest. Yeah, yeah, Can you go a little deeper for us? I saw it everywhere in Michigan when I studied there. Kroger's where Packers fans buy their cheese and where Bears fans buy their sausage. (laughs) There's nearly 3,000 Kroger's and it dominates the Midwest based out of Cincinnati, Ohio. Well, Kroger grocery stores has been trying to buy Albertsons grocery store chain of the West. This combined entity wouldn't just be Kroger's and Albertsons though. They would also control Shaw's and Vons and Safeway and like a half dozen other grocery chains. Get this, Yetis. This combined $25 billion grocery merger would create a grocery giant with 5,000 locations. That is more locations than Walmart. Now, this deal was announced in 2022, but it hasn't closed yet. And here's the news, Jack. The FTC and nine states just sued Kroger this week, telling them to put all those groceries back on the shelf. They asked a judge to block the merger, arguing that it's bad for competition and prices of your groceries would only go up. Kroger and Albertsons they say the opposite will happen if they merge. They said if they combine, they'll have the size to negotiate lower prices from the food companies and And of course they'd pass on those lower prices to us instead of take them as profits. But Jack, we pause the pod for a second because Jack and I were having a lovely dinner yesterday evening. And what did we what did we realize as we were munching down on some boon hot sauce? Grocery prices is all anyone can talk about in this country. It's like the number one issue, groceries. And for good reason. Let's talk about the data, man. The average American family is spending 11% of their income just on food. Could you sprinkle on some more context for us? That is the highest percentage we're spending on food as a percent of our paycheck in 31 years. Whether you're buying cereal for the kids or you're buying $18 almond butters after Barry's boot camp, it's the highest percentage of your paycheck it's ever been. And here's the key. White House analysis says that nothing is hurting American consumer sentiment more than the high grocery prices they see at the grocery store. And I should point out, yeah, this is the president of the United States cannot like unilaterally lower the price of that $18 Justin's almond butter. Our president yet. is not a dictator. <laughs> no, no, that's up to the grocery stores and the market. But our president can use his bully pulpit and shame grocery stores. Ah, the power of shame. You could shame grocery stores and food companies for what the president calls greedflation. And he's doing that. And he's also now trying to block this big grocery merger to symbolically show that he cares about this issue. So Jack, paper or plastic, what's the takeaway for our buddies who are everyone buying groceries? This presidential election will be decided in the grocery aisle. It's the grocery election. Yet as we enter this horrid election season, uh, immigration is, is a flashpoint. Besides immigration, though, the key theme is always the economy. In America, pocketbook issues have always been the huge driver of political results. Jobs, the stock market, wages, those are all traditional pocketbook issues. But here's the interesting thing. For the first time in Jackson, my lives, everyone is ignoring those three key pocketbook issues. Instead, all we can think about is groceries. We are a country obsessed with grocery and food prices. Now look, many Americans are solidly Democrat or Republican, and they're going to vote for their party no matter what. But for undecided Americans, the number one issue this election season is the grocery receipt. It's not foreign policy, it's food prices. Canva. Six years ago, Nick and I were designing the pitch deck for our media company. Yeah, we didn't want it to look like some amateur college PowerPoint. We wanted to impress investors. So we made our first pitch deck on Canva. Canva is the easy to use online design platform for presentations, social media posts, physical flyers, anything you can design. And Canva turns you into a digital Da Vinci, delighting your audience with design. They got these color palettes that you can use. It makes your work look beautiful. We used presentation templates that were available for free and then customized them for our company. And guess what? That summer, we sold that company Market Snacks thanks to the deck we built with Canva. Oh, and funny thing, we still use Canva today for all our design projects. So, Yetis, start designing today at canva.com. Canva designed for work. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Yetis, how good is the feeling of finding? getting something off your chest. You've been wanting to say it. You've been waiting to say it. But you bottle it up. In Waspy, Vermont, where I grew up, we didn't talk much about our problems. We were encouraged to keep them to yourself. Yet he's bottling up your feelings is just horrible for you because eventually it blows up with an outburst. And then while it's stewing, it makes your whole stomach feel terrible. We encourage you to get it off your chest. what you tell your therapist remains completely confidential. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com tboy T-Boy today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, hel dot T-Boy. For our third and final story, in a rare-eyed defeat, Apple has reportedly killed off their big car project. But even though the Apple car is dead, we think Apple already won your car. Ten years. Jack, it has been ten years of this dream and vision. Apple started working on an Apple car. In 2014. It was a secret project called Project Titan, and we covered it back in 2014 with our first company. It's actually the most reported on secret ever. (laughs) This would have been a self-driving Apple iCar of the future. It would have been a rolling iPhone that's indispensable to your life. No pedals, no steering wheel, the most innovative transportation since the foot. Jack, did you hear about the chassis on this thing? Tell me. It was going to look like a dongle. It was going to be amazing. Well, last month we covered news that Apple was downgrading that huge car ambition. Last month, Yetis, we told you that Apple's self-driving iCar was simply going to be an electric iCar that was not self-driving. It was a big downgrade of ambition. It was. Our take back then, why are they even calling it an iCar? <laughs> it should be called the YCar. And yeah, like, why are you even making a car, Apple? <laughs> <laughs> well, we have an update to that update now. The car project at Apple is dead, yes. according to Mark Gurman, the reporter at Bloomberg. Apple iCar, RIP. Looks like Apple executives agree with our... Why car analysis? So Apple is reassigning 2,000 employees and billions of dollars of resources from cars to artificial intelligence. Investors loved the news. That was the shocker. Apple quit their car and the stock jumped. And why is that, Jack? Because Apple is moving from a low-profit industry to a high-profit industry. AI. But Nick and I need to point something out. he's the way Jack and I see it, Apple's car is lost, but Apple already won the car industry. Every single time I drive a car, yeah, Jack. the first thing I do is plug in my iPhone. You're a CarPlay guy. You're a, a CarPlay, CarPlay guy. CarPlay is Apple's car software, and it's ubiquitous among car-driving iPhone owners. Get this, besties. 80% of new cars have Apple CarPlay. So the odds are Apple's already in that Acura. <laughs> oh, and here's the key part about all this. According to Apple, 79% of American car buyers We'll only even consider a car if it supports Apple CarPlay first. Besties, four out of five of you won't even take a test drive unless that thing has got CarPlay. So yes, Apple is quitting the car, but Apple's already in 80% of the cars. Apple lost the car, but Apple already won the car. So Jack, what's the takeaway for all our buddies over at Apple? Apple CarPlay is ironically the Android of cars. Yet, is when Apple invented the iPhone, it added trillions of dollars of future value to the company. That same year in 2007, Google invented Android. Now, Google didn't make a phone hardware, instead, Google made just the phone software. And today, just about every phone not made by Apple runs on that Google Android software. And as a result, Google is making huge money in ad sales because it controls the operating system of all non iPhones. Well now, it looks like Apple can do something similar. They can make money on cars even though they're not Apple cars because Apple does the software. Besties, long term, Apple's CarPlay could have a similarly huge impact as Google's Android. While Apple's car was failing, Apple's CarPlay was thriving. And CarPlay is the Android of cars. Jack, can you whip up the takeaways for us for Ceviche Wednesday? Wendy's CEO is bringing digital menus to all restaurants by 2025 to test surge pricing. Uh, Surge pricing, great economics, but it clashes with the reality... Of humanomics, I think people are going to be pissed <laughs> <laughs> Frosty's forty dollars. For our second story, the federal government and nine states just sued to block the Kroger and Albertsons grocery merger. This presidential election will be decided in aisle six. It's the grocery election. And our third and final story is Apple. It reportedly quit their goal of building a car, but they already won the car. Yeah, because CarPlay lives on. Ironically, CarPlay is the Android of cars. But Yetis, this pod's not over yet. Here's what else you need to know today. First, President Biden says he hopes for a Gaza ceasefire coming as soon as next Monday. Negotiations are for a six-week pause in fighting in exchange for a hostage release, and it would all coincide with the Muslim holiday Ramadan. And second, Toyota was the winner of the Consumer Reports Best Cars of 2024. Toyota had four of the top 10 cars in America last last year. Which ones were they, Jack? Four of them. They were all hybrid. And finally, Modelo Especial continues to be the number one beer in America. 9% of all the beer sold around the Super Bowl was Modelo Especial. Bud Light was number two. Now, time for the best fact, yet this one whipped up by Jack and me because we read it over the weekend and we just couldn't wait to share it with you. More languages are spoken in the Queens County of New York than in any other place on Earth. More languages are spoken per square mile in the borough of Queens than any other place in the world. There are 700 languages spoken in New York City. 150 of which are endangered languages. Yeah, if you've been on the 7 train, you've heard like 546 languages, I think, Jack. All this data is according to the Endangered Language Alliance and the New York Times. For example, Tadi is a Latin American language that's only spoken by 10,000 people on Earth. But it is also one of the languages spoken in Queens. Queens, it's basically the entire world in one place. Did you know Queens completely envelops Brooklyn? It's hugging Brooklyn, Jack. It is. It's, it's, hugging, hugging, it's Brooklyn. hugging Brooklyn. Yetis, you looked fantastic for Ceviche Wednesday. And if you haven't yet, if you want to help grow the pod, the best way you can do it, turn to your buddy in line and say H Y H T B O I. Have you had the best one yet? And remember, on Wednesdays, we wear and Salmon. I thought today was Thursday because I'm still jet-lagged from the East Coast, so I'm not wearing pink today. We're going to round up on that red, Jack. Happy Ceviche Wednesday. If you're wearing pink today or wearing T-Boy merch, Tag us on Instagram so we can see you. At T-Boy Pod, slamming Sam Nick and I, we'll see you tomorrow. Can't wait. And before we go, a happy birthday to Rodrigo and Anna Cisneros, a father and daughter in Washington, born on the same day, 30 years apart. And a big happy birthday to Adam Young, who's turning two years old today in Dublin, California, on the way to daycare right now. And Hannah Thornburg is on the saddle at a Texas Roadhouse celebrating a birthday down in Kansas. And Happy seventh birthday to Margot Zern in Atlanta, Georgia. And Mika May is turning twenty-seven years old with doggy Mister Bigglesworth. Congratulations to Larry Chan. His company just landed a space capsule in Utah, and it didn't tip over. And Cordelia Shelton's turning eleven years old and has done two straight years of daily burpees down in Texas. And Jenny and John die are running what they call the Forrest Gump Streak. And what's that, Jack? They've been running one mile per day for three years, two months, and 14 days. Jenny would approve. I just kept on running. This is Jack. Nick and I both own stock of Apple, and Nick owns stock of Shake Shack. By the way, Jack, we got to order some Suvla. What would you like, man? <laughs> I'm getting the pita. okay. What's it called? Like dirty style with oh, French fries? Oh, you got to go French style. You're going French. St- no, you got to go Greek style. It's called Greek, Greek style. style. Yeah, style. they add the French fries. And I fries want out. the hot sauce on that. You though. can't go wrong with that hot sauce. I haven't had a soubla chicken pita wrap thingy I'm like, for a couple of years. I'm like ordering it right now. You can't beat it. It's like comfort food for any San Franciscan. Well, any millennial yuppie San Franciscan. <laughs> If you like the best one yet, you can listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. And before you go, tell us a little bit about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com slash survey. We want to get to know you. Nick and Jack here. want to quickly tell you about the show, Business Wars. With the launch of ChatGPT, Sam Altman and OpenAI reinvigorated our imaginations and fears of a world with artificial intelligence. While the company looked like a stunning success from the outside, a battle was brewing within. Almost a year after launching ChatGPT, that battle erupted into a war when the company fired its charismatic CEO, Sam Altman. From Wondery. Business Wars is a podcast about the biggest corporate rivalries of all time. And in the newest season, host David Brown digs into the philosophical differences within open AI that culminated in Sam Altman's shocking firing and what it means for the future and safety of AI in the modern world. Follow Business Wars on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. And for more deep dive and daily business content, listen on Wondery the destination for business podcasts. With shows like How I Built This, Business Wars, The Best One Yet, Business Movers, and many more. Wondery means business.